Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. So today we're going to talk about low esteem, low self-esteem, how your inner critic uses your low self-esteem against you by using the inner critic who squashes the inner vulnerable child. And when the inner vulnerable child is squashed, your relationships suffer. So let's kind of go back to where, you know, how it's going to begin, which is low self-esteem. See, the concept of low self-esteem basically says that um, you just don't feel good about yourself. That's it. You don't feel good about yourself. So if you don't like who you are, well, then you don't particularly feel worthy, do you? So what does that mean? Well, you have trouble standing up for yourself, asserting yourself. Um, Some think people think nobody wants anything to do with them, right? Professionally, personally. And and then other times people cover up their low self-esteem by uh, by, um, performing um, or accomplishing great feats. Um, why, you know, it's because they're pushers and their perfectionists are basically trying to fool their onlookers, um, from looking at who they believe they really are and saying, no, look over here. I just did this. Don't try to look at who I really am because who I really am is not worthy. It's not good enough. But if you look at this, the, you know, I just, um, you know, climbed Mount Everest, (laughs) and by the way, not everybody that climbs Mount Everest has low self-esteem. I'm just trying to say, you know, we try to cover up our insecurities in so many different ways, and it's not just coping mechanisms like addictions and alcoholism and shopaholics and things like that. So, um, obviously when you have low self-esteem, you have shame, right? You feeling, you feel inferior, so um, what, the, what, what that means is you have an inner critic that is constantly telling you what's wrong with you. So if you have the inner critic that's constantly telling you what's wrong with you, well, how can you possibly feel good about yourself? You can't. You can't feel successful because your inner critic will not let you. No matter what you do, it's not quite good enough. Okay? So... Um, if you listen to your critic, so I want you to start trying to listen to your critic. And um, what you're going to do is you're going to hear things um, like, yeah, you did this, great, but you still are this. So it might sound like, um, well, yeah, you got there, but it took you longer than anyone else to get there. Well, yeah, you reached the goal, but nobody knows all the mistakes you made before you got, you reached it. Oh, you're successful, sure, but you still don't have real wealth. Well, yeah, you have some money, but you don't have any real a real career. Nobody really cares about you. Okay, well, you fooled everyone. You didn't really do that well. And then, you know what, 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 what follows that? A list of what is still missing, what is still wrong with you, and what you better do in the future. And then you might even say, Oh, your sister would have done it faster or better. Your mom would have done it better. Blah, 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 blah. The inner critic never lets up. And it's a tempting, believe it or not, 
to keep you from disappointment or shame. So it can't allow you to feel good about anything you accomplish. It basically is feels afraid that if you feel good, someone will take that feeling away from you. So what is the inner critic? Your ego. Your ego. Because what's your ego doing? Your unaware ego is trying to protect you. The unaware ego is basing the inner critic thoughts that you're hearing on a belief system, that subconscious limiting belief system that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm not this enough, I'm not whatever it is. Remember those beliefs that you buried in there in childhood based on you know what people told you, how they treated you and all the proof, right? So when you get in a situation that um, feels familiar, and a belief is activated, the subconscious belief system is activated, and the ego comes in. The inner critic gets to work. And what it's trying to do is protect you from the disappointment that it's sure you're going to run into. Why? So let's say you're applying for a promotion, and you just failed miserably most of your life or you never got the promotion and when you were a child or even you know teenager or whatever whenever it was you were not finding success and people kept telling you you're dumb you're stupid you're this you'll never find it and you never did so what happens is the inner critic the ego you're gonna about to you know thinking about applying for this promotion will say to you Ah, don't do it. Don't do it. You will not get it. You're not smart enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. Blah, blah, blah. Why? It's trying to protect you from the disappointment of not getting it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that becomes, um, yeah, I am not good enough. You're right. Okay, I'm not going to do it. But it's wrong. You are good enough. You see, the inner critic is being based off of an outdated system. Right? So if the, if the system's outdated, what do we have to do? We have to update it. But those that outdated inner critic keeps you stuck in crappy relationships, relationships you've outgrown, toxic relationships, unhealthy relationships. Why? Because we're continuously reacting to our ego, to the inner critic, who is, who is basically being directed by the subconscious belief system. And as soon as that uh, inner critic starts, the unaware ego, you feel something and then you take action, take a reaction based on it. So what we're trying to do is get the unaware, I'm sorry, the aware ego, the conscious mind involved, right? So um, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, so think about it like this. I, this, I really want you to understand this concept. So let's say, you know, what did I just tell you that, um, even if you find success then it's going to, you know, your inner critic's going to say, well, it was done faster. You could have done it better, blah, blah, blah. So what does that mean? That means that it's still not believing that you're able to, accomplish much. So what that means is you have not actually changed the belief. Healing is just about taking those outdated beliefs and updating them. And it's not easy. There's a process. That's what I go through with my clients. It's a process. 
and you've got to, you know, validate things about who you are, what happened to you, forgive things. There's all these things because otherwise you can't just change the beliefs. But really healing is about taking a belief that is not true about you and changing it because otherwise your entire life is going to be reacting off of that belief. I can't say it again and enough. It's about that belief system. That is where it's lying. That's where it is. So you have to understand that you are fighting a system that is is uh, perfect and thinking it's protecting you when it's not, right? So what you got to do is, um, you know, once we start changing the belief systems, we also have to start consciously, you know, catching those um, automatic negative thoughts, which is in the the inner critic. You know, there's a lot of different things involved in it. But so the, I want to point out now how why it's so important. So remember, the self low self esteem is starts in childhood. It's you know, and the inner critic keeps it going. And what it does is it squashes the inner vulnerable child. Okay, so that inner child that was vulnerable is the one that is so important in the relationship, okay? In any relationship that you have because it feels deeply, it's sensitive. Um, it's also part of our spontaneity, our shyness. Um, it's a magical part of us. And, um, you know, which, which is also a part of our adventurous inner child, right? So the vulnerable inner child is one of the major players that makes intimacy possible in a relationship. So when the vulnerable inner child, that part of you that is sensitive and feels and loves and all those things and, and feels they can trust is present in the relationship, there's a warmth between you and your partner. And when the child, that vulnerability isn't gone from you, you feel empty and alone. And why can't you be vulnerable? Because every time you would have been vulnerable in the past, someone would have walked all over it. They would have squashed it. So you stopped being vulnerable because vulnerable meant you would get hurt. So now what is the ego doing? The inner critic protecting you from being vulnerable. Oh, you know, if you say that, they're just going to laugh at you. If you tell them your true feelings, they're not going to believe it. You know, yeah, you know, go, just do this. Um, Pout until you get your way. Run until you get your way. Fight till you get your way. Do anything but be honest. Because when you're honest, remember when you were honest when you were a kid? And they, the adults in your life said, you know what? It's not that bad. You're fine. You're fine. Stop it. Boys don't cry. We don't cry in this household. Just get over it for God's sake, Heather. Just get over it. Oh, you think I don't know what this sounds like? <laughs> so when you've been told over and over to shut your mouth and not be vulnerable it's really hard to do that in relationships right so you know what I want you to understand is the inner critic's voice is usually modeled itself on an abusive or an intrusive parent so think about that so I want you to start listing some of the inner critic um, phrases you hear over and over. And I want you to ask yourself, 
whose voice is this? You know, he's an idiot. You're an idiot. Oh, uh, she's a whore. You're a whore. I heard that one, by the way. Um, you know what? I wish he had never been born. There's something wrong with that kid that I just can't even beat it out of him. She's nothing but trouble. He's useless. Oh, God. Success is out of the question for that one. No. Nobody in this family succeeds ever. No. He'll never amount to anything. She's ugly and nothing will ever happen, happen or help her, right? Nobody ever liked her. She was always picked on. She can't be popular. Look at her. Oh, he's disgusting. She's too bossy. If I didn't beat him, he would do terrible things. Nobody's ever disciplined her. She brings shame to the entire family. Nobody could love her. Nobody could like her. He doesn't deserve better. Oh, God, people force themselves to be nice. The only reason he was picked to gym class is because nobody else would, um, because he was the last kid standing. Okay, come on. Whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you listening to? So the abusive inner critic that you're listening to has grown beyond its original boundaries. Basically, this person is untethered. This critic is untethered and it's running rampant and wild in your brain. And it is blocking the success that you deserve in your life, in your careers, in your relationships. It's blocking the love that you desire. It's blocking all of it. And guess where this inner critic's abuse occurs? And you already know, but God, in the privacy of your very own mind. Oh, thank you. Welcome today, Heather Carter. Uh, today, we're going to talk about what a piece of shit you really are. Uh, uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk about, yeah, that you were the worst daughter ever in this planet. Today, and the next day, we're going to talk about how you actually really suck at this. And then if that's not good enough, we're going to push you and we're going to um, also not only push you to do more. While you're doing more, we're going to tell you you're never going to find success. And while you're doing more and we're telling you you're never going to find success and you have anxiety, we're going to tell you to suck it up. Oh, yay, I can't wait. Oh, oh my God. You, you wonder why I don't have success in my career? Oh, why my relationships are failing? How could I? How could anybody? But it's your job to heal. <laughs> it is. Just is, right? I'm sorry, but it is. We can't escape the abuser within, right? We try, we've escaped our abusers from our childhood. Maybe we've escaped our abusers in our relationships, but we're still not escaping the abuser within us. And when you are unable to separate from the abusive inner critic, you are kept in victim status. That's the bottom line. When, with, when your critic is criticizing you, you will feel flawed. You will feel that life is horrible, that you can't protect yourself. And when you're a victim, you act like a victim. You draw either abusers to you and you will accept their abuse or... Um, or you will also, maybe you're, um, going to go seek people to abuse. And you know what? Here's the craziest thing. You know what the irony is? This can go be going on inside of you. And maybe until today, maybe until you heard this podcast, you didn't even know about it. All you knew was that you feel really rotten about yourself. And all you knew is that you seem to keep getting in pretty crappy situations. Guess what? 
the inner child, the inner critic. It was something that was kept secret, even from you. So if you keep drawing abusive people into your life, you should be sure that your inner critic is operating you, is operating within you in an abusive way. If you are never finding success, your inner critic is in control. If you're never satisfied, you're never happy, your inner critic is in control. If no matter what you do, you still want more and you still will never be proud of who you are, your inner critic is in control. So if you're aware of it, well, God, it would be dreadful to let anybody know, right? Oh, God, so you try to keep it a secret. You can't let anybody know, so you start wearing masks. Oh, those masks. You know those masks I'm talking about? Because you cannot possibly have anybody know who you really are. You cannot expose yourself. No way, because that's exposing all your shortcomings to the world. So what happens after, okay, this is very important, what happens after your inner critic has taken control over you? And basically, it's browbeaten down your inner child, okay? So if the inner critic is a parent's voice especially, and let's say you start sobbing. Oh, I can't stand it. Did you hear what they said? Oh, I just want to lay in bed. I don't I just want to give up. Please, please. It's not worth it anymore. It's just awful. I'm sick of this. I can't live this way anymore. I just can't do it. I'm never going to be successful. Oh, God. I feel so alone all the time. I'm so lonely. I'm always scared. I'm screaming all the time and I never do anything right. I'm ugly. It's no use. I'm stupid. I'm clumsy. I'm just a fucking loser. I don't have one person I can turn to. I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid. Everyone, every time I want to make a friend, they're not my friend, and I don't know what to do, and, and nobody even really likes me. And oh, You get the picture of what's going on. And while I'm not feeling that way right now, you know, <laughs> I have felt that way, like, right? And we, and, and, and that's it's an awful way to live. And you don't find success. So, you know, when you become aware of the inner critic, you have to treat it as the, as the abuser it is. Because it's, a, it's an abuser. And it's literally thinking, in the, the critic, the ego is thinking, well, I have to abuse you. It's for your own good. <laughs> this is for your own good. I'm saving you. I'm saving you. Right? Just like, you know, thinks it's saving you. Why? Because your parents abused you because they must have had to abuse you because you were so stupid and worthless, right? They must have had to ignore you because you weren't worth talking to. So, you got to separate the critic's voice. You got to separate it. Just the way now, I'm assuming if you have an abusive parent, you're not really, you know, engaging with them. And if you are, you hang up the phone, I would hope, or you leave. 
right? You can't keep taking it. Well, you got to do the same with your inner critic. You're going to have to heal. You're going to have to get into a position to deal with the anxiety, the endless abusive chatter, but you can't fix the anxiety by using a coping mechanism. That's, that's fixing the symptom. Anxiety is a symptom of the inner critic. That's all it is. So in order to fix the anxiety, you got to fix the inner critic. You got to heal it. You got to rest, put the inner critic to rest. You know, um, I'm for meds. Everybody can be a meds. I was on Zoloft for a long time, but you know what? Here's the thing. A med is fine. Medicine is great. I tell my clients all the time. Meds are wonderful because I'm, I'm not going to be able to help you if your brain is on fire. If your brain is constantly putting out fires and if your your anxiety is out of control, that means it's putting out fires. But I'm not here to treat the symptom of anxiety. Anxiety is a manifestation from the wound, from the unhealed parts of you. So if you heal, the anxiety goes with it. If you heal and you learn healthy coping mechanisms, the anxiety really goes with it. If you heal, you learn coping healthy coping mechanisms, get out of the unhealthy relationship, start you know, living the life you desire, the anxiety is very, very little, if ever. And that's the truth. And no, it's not easy to get to, but you can. So when you start to work with the critic as an inner abuser and see it as it is, you can realize it's, it can't dominate you unless you let it dominate you. Because that critic is going to, you know what, tell you you deserve all you get. And until you silence that abuser, the inner critic, you're a victim to the abuses of the outside world and to people and to yourself. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. The Every Relationship Begins With You. Did you see today again? Once again, how every relationship begins with you because of your inner critic. We stay stuck in these shitty relationships. We're fearful to make moves. We don't trust ourselves. We don't trust others. We can't be vulnerable. Blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. I love you. I love today. I love the world. I love people. I love animals and my friends and my trees and the birds and the sing, singing and dancing and oh I love 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 you I love life I want you to love life because it is so amazing life is not just good life is extraordinary life is exciting ah. and yes I feel this every day I feel this every day I promise you I do do you have some down moments sure but not for very long I want you to feel the same goodbye until next time Mwah.